welcome to Lizzie Likes to Talk, where we will talk about all the things <laughs> and nothing's really off topic for the most part, except for me. I'm definitely off topic, but hopefully you can endure it, stay and listen to the whole thing, and possibly there's something to learn or at least get your mind going and keep the conversation going. So here we go. Let's get this discussion started and see where it goes. Hopefully you'll finish it. So this is a really candid <laughs> conversation that I'm not sure where it's gonna go. Um, probably the most open I've been, and not that in I can be an open book in most cases, but this is a very vulnerable place for me and I'm quite, to be honest, self-conscious about it, but it was thinking about the fact that it shouldn't be a self-conscious thing because it's hard enough as it is. And a lot of times, well, it's something I started to do like in high school. And as life gets busy, you know, a lot of times you try to remember all the things that you've learned, those little toolboxes, or the little tools in your toolbox that you try to stash in there during a rainy day very convenient because I'm literally looking outside my window at a rainy day and I'm loving it. It's what I hope will calm me down and actually get me to sleep soundly tonight. Um, first sign, actually there's been quite a few first signs, especially in Houston comes early. First sign of spring, uh, I can't let that <laughs> get me off topic to procrastinate, so getting back onto it. Yeah, you got your toolbox, and you hope that every single thing comes up when you need it. But obviously, when you're in the heat of it, you're a lot of times not going to remember what you should. So, back in high school, I remember that I started to... Oh my gosh, I literally just forgot it. <laughs> How convenient. Oh my god. See, my brain just doesn't want me to heal. Just, it's like, no, we're gonna make this complicated for you. Oh, oh, right, right. It's quite, it's like so simple too. But, um, essentially that, you know, treat people how you would like to be treated, but more in whenever there's something like a perception that I think some could be on me or just anyone, we all have them. And that's like the worst part of it is that the reason why we have such insecurity issues or like judgment over them is that we forget that every single human has them, whether we realize it or not. And a lot of times we don't realize that. And, um, people try to pretend like they don't, which just harms the rest of society into thinking that we have to pretend like some people are excused from a normal human thing. And they're not. So whenever I have some kind of perception that's holding me back, I often try to think about like if the roles were, were reversed. Like for example, I have a very bad habit of looking at people without knowing I am because like I just have a very analytical brain in the sense of like details. It's ADHD really. That's like that's the core of it. But a lot of times if I you catch me staring at you, I'm not judging you. And the face might just be completely like 
deadlines, like no sense of maybe purpose behind me looking at you except for like judging. That's where we always go. And then I realized that like how many people probably have thought that that I was judging them for some reason when really it's usually me thinking a compliment or things like oh my gosh I really like that shirt where is that shirt from or like oh that was such a cute picture perfect moment like I hope that they know that I hope they took a photo of that hope they saved it just things like that it's we're like oh my goodness that person's like the prettiest person ever like and it's so funny because people just automatically think oh they're looking at me what what what's wrong with me and that's sad that's sad that that's exactly where we go to first and foremost and it shouldn't be so when I do those kind of reversed situations and realize that most of the time I'm not thinking things that are negative and if you are then maybe you need to look deeper inside yourself and ask, why are you bringing that into the world? Because it's not helping you. It's not helping anyone else. It's definitely not helping society. The energy you put out in the world is what you will receive. Or at least that will be definitely what people um, relate you to. And the worst thing is when you have depression and it's hard to control or at least see when you're being negative and you're not meaning to be negative, your depression just makes you go there. And I've discussed that in another episode, I think, and can talk about that more another time, what I always say, but truly trying to stay somewhat on topic. So, but basically, even when people seem negative, not usually the gist. You have to look deeper. You have to look deeper into everything, including what they've been through. And that's what um, I'm actually getting to. So I have a lot of insecurities about it because it's been like the biggest roadblock and brick wall in my life. Um, Tons of judgments towards my journey, what I've been through, how I handled it by people who will never have to handle it ever in their lives. And at least I very, very genuinely hope they never do. And it weighs on you because like I said, it's not like it's not hard enough without all of it. And, um, but at the same time, because I know for a fact there is some judgment there. I've seen it. I've heard it. I've felt it. Especially as ironic as it is, the people that are closest to you that you go to for support. And it's definitely not on purpose, I don't think. It is. That really sucks. But they see it as tough love, but... I don't think they realize that you need some tough love, but not constant. And it's not, and it's so funny to me whenever people bring up like critiques to things you're doing and it's like, oh, really? You think I haven't thought about that before? You think I don't notice that this is happening? You think I don't feel it every single freaking day? I'm the one living it. I'm the one with it in my head. I'm the one literally around with it all around me. So repeating it, 
you know, not giving me those five minutes away from it to just live life otherwise and then maybe clear my head a little bit better to handle all the rest of the stuff in life a little more coherently, I guess, and a little more optimistic. But adding on the pressure when the pressure's already quite heavy, it's maddening. So, yeah, I know it's there. Um, and then it makes me think that everyone's thinking it. Everyone, every time you look at me, even if we're not even talking about it, even if you don't know the full story, if you get a glimpse of it, I don't even know where to start. I'm kind of like, I don't want to take, because I know how heavy the word PTSD is. I know the very important, hard-hitting things that PTSD comes from, like veterans have and victims, etc. And I don't want to use that word, but it doesn't take away the fact that I do think I have trauma from the whole experience because it weighs on me and it affects me and um, I react in certain ways, mostly subconsciously. Try not to, but it's subconscious. It's a way that my body thinks it's helping it, but it's not. (laughs) That kind of thing. It's a protection mode. And especially because... um, And because this is such a hard topic to talk about, I don't even know how to organize it really well. Do I ever? But especially not this topic. So it may come in pieces and hopefully you can understand it. My goal of this is not, I probably won't be able to get it all out. There's just so much to it. Um, But maybe at least start the conversation for anyone out there who may need it and I'm trying to approach talking about what I've been through, thinking of it as if no one's going to hear it, because that might be the only way I can take some of that self-consciousness and the pressure away from me and actually discuss it properly and maybe do it justice in some way, because Again, with the self-reflecting and turning the tables, realized how many, if I feel this way and so alone in it, how many people out there don't see it at all or see any, or like, even with the hard support that I have in my life, some people have no support and um, that kind of thing. So, and especially because... I don't know if you've noticed, but unfortunately, and I'd love to hear doctors or like medical professionals or whatever you do, if you are interested in the topic, I'd love to hear and have researched it. (laughs) And I'd love to hear your take on why. But for a fact, autoimmune diseases have been increasing in the population at a very scary amount. And... What people don't realize is how many different diseases and dysfunctions, whatever different 
ailments, whatever. There's so many that are connected to an autoimmune issue. And like diabetes, um, psoriasis. Um, I really didn't say that right, did I? <laughs> I fibromyalgia is a huge one. And that's a blanket statement, I know. Probably going to need a whole entire freaking day to discuss fibro. But there is... Either way, no matter what, it's increasing. And it's very scary because in the past, like, it was not supposed to have increased in that much. And I don't know if it's... And honestly, I don't think a lot of doctors know either. Let's be honest. I would love for them to all just be honest and finally tell me what I feel all along of. Like, you don't really know shit, do you? And like, no. Like, it really feels like... There's so many times asking questions, and of course they know something, but you can sense when you're like, yeah, you don't know anything. You can't help me with this anything. Like, you're just guessing off the top of your freaking head. And because, oh, the studies haven't been done enough. And like, yeah. But that's why we need to talk about it. We need to get the awareness out there. We need to get the research funded. We need to actually, like, have a very big impact like interest in it enough to because it's all about the funding and about actually going out there and doing the research and um it's crazy to me how long research can take right like they're like oh well some studies have been done but nothing like conclusive (laughs) sorry foot fell asleep (laughs) and it's like okay well then how can I know what things I should put in my body or not if it's not freaking conclusive? Like, that's a little scary. It happens a lot, actually. And especially when you have a chronic illness, you see it a lot more than you may if you just have the standard health, I guess. Except I kind of feel like all of us eventually will deal with the health problems life as we get older. And so many people being younger can and I'm glad for them actually because I wish I could myself can just totally ignore health which honestly you shouldn't because I've already known quite a few um sadly that have had cancer already in their 20s but thank god have gone through it and some younger that have not a really really sweet kid named drew and our high school he was in my chem class and i'll always remember he didn't go to class that so much that um when he did go to class he treasured it more than like you know for us it was all like ugh, we have to go to chem again and just like you know the usual day it was a drag and for him it was so exciting he had us all gather in and take a class photo together for our last chem class because he wanted to be there no matter what. And sweetest thing ever. Such a kind soul. But anyways. He was such a kind soul. And in their honor, and just everyone else who learned lates in the game, Get yourself checked out. It's a lot scarier when you're dealing with the after effects of learning too late than it is dealing with finding out something early. Push through your anxiety. 
and do it because I know some people who just have so much anxiety they won't and it could kill you (laughs) straight up okay but anyways let's steer that topic a little (laughs) but then you see your grandparents have a lot more you know because that's just how the body ages right and so when it's funny because I can relate more to like the things my grandparents are going through medically than I can kids my age which don't know what that's gonna say getting to their age a little worrisome but um just take it some take just food for thought someday you're gonna have to deal with health issues too so help the people already stuck with dealing it as it is please and that's one of the many reasons i care so much about healthcare coverage and how extremely horrible we have it here in the u.s and i'm especially learning that being between jobs with an autoimmune di- with an autoimmune disease you know very stable feeling so anyways Again, this, so this is kind of out of order, but um, in college, and of course, very embarrassed over it all, but I shouldn't have to be because, again, it was hard enough as it is. Don't need to be feeling all that mental shit on top of it. But I had, um, I caught two inner infections. <laughs> Thank you, antibiotics. No joke. Seriously. Do not be so, uh, do not treat antibiotics like ibuprofen. Let's just say that. Be very mindful of when you take it. I just took antibiotics for the first freaking time in probably six years. And it was desperate. I was desperate. So, be very mindful of it. I also question if it could have sped up some deaths and it definitely can cause it you don't want to become resistant to antibiotics for when you really really need it and it just disgusts me that doctors I don't know forget it I don't know the money, the paydays, just or just like getting people to shut up is more worth it than preventing, you know, something that could save their lives. I have no idea. But yeah, I, uh, no one was really looking at the root cause. Okay, so how do I explain this? <laughs> this is going to be frustrating to listen to. I totally feel ya because it's frustrating to figure out how to even explain. And this is a lot of the reason why uh, I try to just sum it up when people, like, talking to people, like, okay, I have health issues, and let's just leave it there. It will probably take many, many conversations to fully fill in all the pieces to this journey. See, it's the self-consciousness. It's, like, coming for me. Okay. 
<laughs> moving the mic back, getting comfy, so I can just talk it out. Where to start? Okay. Okay, I'll, I think I'm going to try to give you a timeline. So, I would say the first sign I had was eighth grade. And, um, no, seventh grade. Because I went to the doctor in seventh grade and must have been sensing something. I think that's when my hair started to fall out. <laughs> yep, fun stuff. You know, you love doing that when you're in your preteen years and it's hard enough as it is with puberty and all that. Eh. So, went to the doctor. But even more awkward because it was my sister's classmate's mom. And um, she straight up was like, nah, just stress. And like, if a seventh grader has that much stress that their hair is falling out, I would report it to a child safety person because that can't be a good thing. Didn't question anything. Never even questioned anything of it. Like, like that was just normal, which newsflash is not. And I started like getting really bad migraines. In which was, that part was stress. That was learning how to organize. But I think in combination with, I'm guessing all the hormone type things of puberty is what triggered my autoimmune issues. The complicated part is you don't always know where the autoimmune disease came from. Hence why I really want more research done. Because if you could understand it and prevent it, that would be the best case scenario. I have a theory, because of how much it's been increasing in our society, especially within America. And this is, again, why we need data to prove and back up these kind of things. That, it happened to come up a lot more around the time that more foods were processed. When people try to go the cheaper, easier route, more chemicals are used. Not to mention our agriculture has been lots more chemi chemicals, and uh, especially in the States. You've heard that whole discussion. So I wonder how much of that could have been a thing, part of it. The other option is that maybe it's just that we have more data and that we... we are more aware of it and people lived with these autoimmune disease just as commonly in the past but just weren't able to detect it but I find that really hard to believe with how intense it can be and that it's intense with the medication so like not having it at all like it like literally if I was not diagnosed I could die so I I don't understand that but you know there were there was a lower mortality rate, so, or higher, higher. Can you tell it's been a second since I've been in those type of classes? Okay. So, 
But if we could find an actual proof of it, connect the dots, and if it is food, which for a fact there is a lot of issues within the food industries, and that is really harming people, and not just obviously in the weight department, sugar, the amount of sugar in everything, the amount of hidden sugar, it's an issue. So... If we could have the actual proof of it, we can actually make policy happen. And obviously, I care about that era a lot and want to work in that kind of era. Area. Why am I saying era? Area. So maybe I could do something with it. Maybe down the line. I'm obviously not in a policymaker position as it is, but would happily support any bills out there for it. Just like how Booker has a bill for plastic, I'm very excited. It's really sad that just something like that makes me so excited, but it's very true. Start to think about how much plastic is on this earth and how little earth space. And like, again, if we're talking about food and stuff getting into soil and whenever, you know, little pieces of plastic go into the earth, where does it go? Think about it. So yeah, there's a lot of issues. But regardless, I had it. So my hair was falling out. Seventh grade, they ignored it, so stress. Then in eighth grade, noticed it even more, and it was quite obvious. Like, I'll have to share photos. It was horrifying. It's hard for me to even look at them now. Especially because I didn't really fully notice it myself, and I thought those were like... I thought it was like full curls and so embarrassing. But whatever, YOLO, we move on. And then freshman year of high school, all shit went down. There was just too much in that year, but it was a turning point, to say the least. And that's when all the mental stuff really hit me. I had my first, like, realization that I had depression it was a really hard thing to go through of not really knowing the word for it. As, like, I literally, my memory of figuring it out, I was on the floor of my bedroom slash bathroom area and um, where my closet was because my room was connected in that way, whatever. And um, bawling my eyes out after trying to go to the gym Oh, yeah, right. This is right. I kept going to the gym, couldn't lose weight. It was driving me insane because I started to work out a very, like, unhealthily amount. Sometimes, like, a thousand calories per time. And um, it was just not equal to what you should be doing as a freshman, like, every single day. And nothing. I wouldn't lose a pound. And I couldn't understand it. Like you would think like that physically couldn't happen, right? So was going out of my mind. Um, and also another reason for working out was to like try to help combat the depression. But one time I literally went to the gym, just stood there for five seconds. Like, with I went with my sister and my mom and looked at them and was like, I don't want to do it. And I turned back and went home. And... Um, 
didn't even know why I didn't want to do it. I just had no more effort in me. Cough, cough, depression. So was Googling it on the computer, on the floor, on my laptop, on the floor. Crying my eyes off, trying to figure out why the heck am I feeling this way? And why am I being so resistant to help? Why am I? Yeah. And then, you know, those deep talks with the mother came to Jesus moment. Realize I had depression. And especially in, uh, there was a lot of drama that year. <laughs> when you're a teenage girl, it happens anyways. But especially when you're going through undiagnosed mental stuff and an, an undiagnosed disease, it adds to it. So that was uh, the blackest of black moments until college. But <laughs> staying positive. <laughs> Um, and that's the number one thing I try to get people to understand about depression. You will get out of it, but you can't expect to like get down if it comes back because depression is an ongoing thing. You just got to know that you got out of it the first time. And that very strength you have, you ha still have, if not more of. And so you will get out through it the next time and it will be easier the next time. So I had to learn that the hard way. But also didn't really realize how much anxiety and ADHD I had as well. Those would progress as we got on. I was kind of thinking that depression was enough as it is. Nah. Um, and also, no one ever put me on, like, antidepressants. They, my mom was really scared of, like, the suicide symptom. I think that's a... Uh, talk to a professional about that I think that um kind of like the COVID argument of like some people with the vaccine may have a reaction to the vaccine but if you're gonna have the same symptoms but worse with COVID anyways guaranteed then it's still better than that could you translate that to what I was trying to say about antidepressants you know you know but um, I think I didn't, yeah, no, I wasn't prescribed till college when I was on my own. But then, um, wow, I get, thinking this back, like, oh my God, how did I survive these years? I completely went my freshman year of high school, all this craziness, discovering it all by myself with nothing not even thyroid medication and because I didn't we were starting to suspect that I was having something and it all and I hate to admit it it all goes back to Dr. Oz this is the only good thing he's ever done to me for me and this is the only credit I'll give him because he took all the credit I could give him away last midterm season so um sorry dude but it's true when you get greedy, no, no sorry. Um, but my mom was watching his show and they were talking about thyroid issues and they were talking about a bump on your throat and your neck area. Oh, and I hate talking about it because now everyone's going to look there. But, um, oh, well, we got to talk about these things, make them aware. But, um, they're called a goiter if it gets more enlarged, inflamed, whatever. 
And sometimes it could be a sign of nodules and worst of all, if those nodules become tumorous. So they're very important to check up on. And um, my mom realized that she's kind of noticed that on me because, you know, your mom's going to look at you probably more than anyone. Um, that sound is so creepy. I did not mean it in a creepy way, okay? But um, that she's noticing like photos when I was younger and like all that kind of stuff that I did. They My neck would kind of lovely word but bulge out more than other kids and she never really understood why but she just like that's how my neck was I guess and that it was getting more pronounced as I got older and um turns out it was in fact a goiter and so that's when we started going to the doctor's morning. and we went to regular practitioners the biggest irony is the one that turned me away said that it was stress is the one I go to now and after like over a decade went back to them never never planned to but um went to a different doctor there and was actually my most helpful doctor out of all of them not currently because of the insurance issue but a topic for another time um (laughs) but it's a very ironic how those things happen and she was there the whole time and I just never knew that And actually, I don't think she had studied my conditions by that time either. So timing works in wonders, guys. It's really weird, but it it does. So um, that's when we started to finally, like, insist doctors get my blood tests and stuff. And they wouldn't. Because I was quote unquote too young, but obviously not because I did, I had it and probably possibly my whole life because of the lump on my neck when I was younger. We have no idea. My theory is that maybe I got like Epstein-Barr because I was a newborn and um, I was a month early when I was born and I think my immune system wasn't fully developed and there's actually like I know for a fact I have some sensory issues, not to the point where it gets in the way of my life that much, just like I hate writing with pencils-ish like that. Sometimes fireworks annoy the hell out of me, can't handle some sounds, that kind of thing. Um, Or as some people like to go into the being a hypersensitive person, now that is a way deeper conversation that'd be fun to talk about another time, but could possibly influence that too. They actually have a theory that if that is a real thing, could start in the womb. So I don't know. But it would make sense connected to the newborn thing. And being a month early, I know for a fact that some of the sensories were not. My coordination is horrible because of that. And it oh, it makes me so sad because in another life, I would definitely be a dancer or cheerleader. So, but whatever. And that's exactly what my mom wanted from, from me, too, because she was a cheerleader when she was younger. But nope, both her daughters decided to rebel and went against her. But um, I'm trying to teach myself coordination more as I get older, as I am able to realize that you can learn it more. But I was so discouraged and embarrassed about it being younger. I just never did try. But um, I think my immune system was down when I was a baby. 
and possibly could have gone Epstein-Barr because Epstein-Barr is known to be a cause of the disease I have, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. I just realized I have not even said it this whole like half hour I've been talking. Um, but there's many different, some theories is that it could have possibly the radiation from x-rays for orthodontics, which was I really exposed to that much? Like my friends that are nurses around a 24 seven, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, we got to study this stuff, learn so we can prevent it. Cause that's the best round rather than figuring out how to solve it after. That is the only time when the, it's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission does not work. I would say, well, there's quite a few other times, but maybe you shouldn't do that. What was I watching? I was watching a show that was really funny when they, it was probably Suits or something where they were like, did you really think that that would have worked for me? Yeah, it was some boss telling their people that they can't think that they're going to be okay with that. And then... uh, finally insisted on getting it done told doctors like I swear I have it I did so much research on it because I became obsessive over it probably because I had tendencies of OCD did not know that at that time I think it's grown quite a lot after I think it's quite calm at first it's just underlying and then it can get triggered by trauma (laughs) um So, did so much research, I started getting these, like, zap feelings up and down my arm. Weirdest, scariest feeling. I'm sure there's scarier feelings, but it wasn't pleasant. And then, um, that was definitely around my freshman into sophomore year, and it would get to a point where I felt so out of control that I would just cry, like, and no one would be able to help me, my family couldn't help me there, there was nothing I could do until I was diagnosed took me five full years to actually officially get diagnosed that is pathetic I pray that that's not still a case but I'm sure it is they kept saying I was quote-unquote too young until we specifically looked out for people who studied it and went there and luckily had some in the area got them to do my blood test and came back and was like so not only do you have it but it's even it's quite bad you're Antibodies are very through the roof, and um, which meant my immune system was attacking the hell out of my thyroid, and um, didn't know anything about like gluten-free, did nothing. So like, how many years have I just been like hurting my body through just eating processed, regular stuff like the American culture is used to? Yeah, I want, there's so much of this that influences what I want to change, help change in the world. Definitely can't do it on my own. But, um, 
so my official day that I was officially diagnosed, because then, of course, right when I get, um, right when I actually get the acknowledgement and the blood test, that doctor decides to stop practicing altogether <laughs> to go research, which is good. That is good. But I, I don't know what happened after that. But um, I had to go and find a whole new doctor in the very beginning stages of all this, which just, it, it didn't exist. It, it just didn't. Sometimes I question if it even does now, if, if there's any doctors that really understand. But um, the official day was my very first day of high school. Was my very first day of my junior year of high school. Both the best and worst day of my life. I seriously, so much of that is fermented into my head, but you know, trauma. It was also drama, all that stress, everything at the same very time. Yeah. But it was also like, I've never been so excited for a freaking doctor appointment in my life. Like sitting through the first day of school, the whole thing I'm thinking of is like, get to go to the doctor today. And um, yeah, it was a blessing because I could at least, it was a breath of fresh air, but it was just the beginning of the journey. But at least I had something that could help. I thought of the thyroid medication as being like a magic pill and like all goes away. Nope. <laughs> they like to promote it that way of like, oh, it sucks. You have to take it every single day of your life forever. And note, definitely worse. Like diabetes, having to take a shot every single day. And there's, yeah, I know there's way worse. So, just for some clarification there, I recorded this and um, the part two that is here to come. <laughs> so, stay tuned and or and or go and check and see if it's right there. But um, keep in mind, it is it takes a second. So, just be prepared for that um, because of all of the trauma and trying to figure out how to phrase it and, you know, self-consciousness of it and, um, yeah, not wanting to put too much emphasis, but realizing how important it is and, um, not diminish the effect it's had on my life and on other people's lives, etc. Anyways, I can, like this second right here can take a second to figure out how to put it into words. So, um, with ADHD, your mind starts to wander and goes to other things, partly because of avoidance and procrastinating to, yeah, avoid the topic. But, um, of course, intention is always to come back to it. It just naturally happens. But anyways, I go into some other very important topics that I'm going to leave in there because it's is very important and just because life going on don't always know when I'm gonna get the next one out and I would love those ideas to be out there as it is so um, 
just be patient with me. And when you get to the next part, because I was just listening over to it and was like, where did I get this from? But it is currently September 5th, I think. And um, when I am finishing this up and finally posting it, I basically just gave my whole myself the whole summer, just summer, spring and summer, actually. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, you know, been trying to succeed in life and that kind of thing, slowly but surely. And so it's taken me a second to get this out here. And also because... Um, you know, just self-consciously, oh my gosh, how many times am I going to say that? But um, it's naturally want to just avoid it altogether. And But listening over to it again, I realize how hard it is for me. But um, to sum it out there, because I feel like it has to be perfect and that could just be a perfectionist thing, but also um, because it's so important and don't know if I'm phrasing it right, etc. whatever. But so um, give me some courtesy, I guess. And um, no, I'm trying my best here. And hopefully I've at least given you some information and insight into my life and other autoimmune fellow spoonies if you don't know what that is and I highly recommend everybody go and look up what the spoonie term means because I use it all the time because it it's like the core of my life but um that people don't always understand and even when I explain it people still don't understand and constantly like just even immediate family everything like don't understand why things take more out of me than others. And someday later on with aging, other people will finally feel that effect. But I know right now, being young and um, not everyone luckily is going through this, they're not going to understand that. So, but please, to make us chronic people's um, spoonies, life's easier take that into consideration and actually be mindful of that instead of judging you know like I said earlier in this we've got enough judgment as it is and not even just by other people which certainly but um just by ourselves so um you know anyways I could go on and on and on who knows how long because that's just me um, that's what Lizzie is. Anyways, so <laughs> take a shot for any and all, every anyways. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is I recorded that March 2nd going into 3rd. I don't know why the second part is March 3rd. I'm guessing it was probably past midnight knowing me that naturally happens, which is very odd that right now it is 930 in the morning. That is not a usual occurrence for me, but, um, I, I basically, I literally, again, this is an autoimmune thing, I think, sleep patches of hours throughout the day. And I've kind of come to realize that sometimes that's just what my body has to go through. And I think it's usually whenever I'm healing and definitely feeling the inflammation today. So 
one of those kind of situations. But um, anyways, so hold on to your seats or take a break. Definitely don't judge you on it. I obviously had to take a break myself. I literally just left this recording hanging. It even took me a second to be like, what is going on? Um, why did I just pause there? But I think I just needed a break, even though I was just talking about the probably easiest part of it, even though um, that time was, I think, just going down memory lane. I was feeling all of the feels. So I had to take a second and a breather. So I'm giving you a breather. And um, we'll get back to this. And again, hopefully you can stay tuned for the rest of this. And um, yeah, just keep in mind. I'm Lizzie, so this is as random as it gets. So I'll talk to you guys later. Stay tuned. From here, if it's available, go to part two of... I'm guessing I'm going to name it Health Journey or something. But um, then we can go into, oh, man, uh, the fun topic of what happened in college. Um, I definitely did not have your usual college experience, but I have been very surprised to find out I am not the only one. And I am so here for you, well, for every single person who's been through this. But um I definitely understand the roadblock it can put into your life. And especially because usually naturally you're like used to having each stage go through like you're expecting four years of college and then like maybe give or take one or two and then maybe grad and, you know, go in that way. And that's how we define success, like a timeline. But it's very important the quicker you realize timelines are POSs, they are not, it's, if you're going to base everything off that timeline, you're going to waste a lot of stress and um, time on it. So I, yeah, just thinking back to things I needed to hear and probably still do. So did not have a normal college situation. Um, I tried from the outside, maybe looked like it, except for um, as people were trying to rely on me and I just started to fall through. So maybe this will give some insight into that um, because it is so not fun to talk about and embarrassing and horrible. And I don't even go into all the grossness and... Um, mm. Like, when I say trauma, there's, like, so many different variations of that word because, yeah, so much going to it um, that I start to word vomit like this. And I think that's how the ADHD slurge goes on into another topic. So keep that in mind that when I do veer off, it's not because I'm not trying to get to there. It's because, like, it's probably a defense mechanism of my brain. And because um, I've gotten better over lately <laughs> and because forced to go back to those, like explain it and um, summarize it. But a lot of times it can take me literally days or months or in this case seasons to get to it. Um, 
because my brain just does not want to go there. Like it's literally trying to protect myself from all of that. So that's how, um, give you a little teaser there of how pleasant that part of my life has been. So, um, stay tuned for all that drama. <laughs> it's definitely an important context. I think that, um, everyone should know, I guess, and not like constantly look at me through those lens, but, um, I think it's important to know because it's intuitively a part of me now. So anyways, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Hopefully I covered most of the high school part and, um, cause I don't know if I pick up on that again. So, um, we're going to jump straight into college, and that's basically around where I <laughs> randomly left off anyways. So look out for that, part two. <laughs>